Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of Public Access America. Happy Halloween. My name is Jason, and we are just waiting for our co-hosts, and I'm excited about that. I want to remind you that you can go ahead and check out our live streams on YouTube at Public Access America, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, every Sunday morning. And you can find our podcast at Public Access America on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Thank you for supporting us all around the world. We are so interested in what's going on this week. There isn't a lot of huge news, but there is a lot of advocacy. And we are just hoping to have a free-form flowing conversation with whoever attends. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great day. We'll be right back. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Conscience. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Live stream. And hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yay. (laughs) I do most of the announcing while I'm setting up my audio. So he's Jeffrey. I'm Jason. Happy Halloween. Yo. (laughs) What's going on in Washington State? Oh, not really a whole lot. It's a little chilly here on the western side of the state this morning um, after we got hit with the quote unquote bomb cyclone. Mm, You got a cyclone? 
Well, they call it a bomb cyclone. It's not actually a cyclone like we think of in terms of like what hits Asia. It's mm-hmm. not a hurricane. It's just a, a strong tropical, or it's not even tropical. It's just a strong low, and really, you know, uh, you know that low pressure system, like anything else, you know, just it starts to spin a little bit, and then we got hit with some wind and some rain, it, like. Like if you were to try and compare it, it might be close to like a tropical depression ish. Right. Okay. But it wasn't even really that windy. We got we got some pretty decent rain out of it. We were running a deficit, and now after that storm, we're running a surplus. So, congratulations. I hope that helps all the way down the coast. You know what I mean? I'm 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 especially hoping that it helps my buddy clear down in uh, Central California because mm-hmm. they've been dry for a long time. Right. We talk about food insecurity, but I think people miss the point we make about water security. You know, because we are always talking about that too. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if they go hand in hand, but shit, we got to take care of both of them at the same time. So, uh, my friend Kai from Unsubscribe, by the way, wanted this episode to be a little spooky to have some spooky in it so i'm just gonna ask what was your sexiest costume ever um it was just me naked uh (laughs) with a bowl of candy so every guy does that well problem was is that i was told that it was probably a bad idea i thought it'd be hilarious to paint it and label it snickers and see how long it takes (laughs) for somebody to (laughs) grab the wrong candy bar or the right one depending on who you are Mm -hmm. um gotcha other than so it's that, like dick, it's a dick in a bowl sort of thing. Yeah, except I didn't, you know, like I didn't follow through with it like the way that people expected. Because mm-hmm. let's be real honest, cutting cutting Tupperware leaves some sharp plastic edges, and cutting your dick isn't exactly a fun time. So, Jeez, no, never is. <laughs> of course, you know, my running joke was is that you know, barring I'd get thrown in fucking jail for it, I bet I'd land a single mom or two. <laughs> The most direct way with a single mom. She doesn't have time to mess around. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, she got a busy life, but yeah. I didn't, I never, I never really did like the quote unquote sexy costumes. Um, right. I mean, to me, like sexy costumes are like, it, it's so forced. It's just, I mean, you know, attention seeking maybe. Or just having fun, you know? Shout out to all those single moms that are in sexy costumes today. You go. You know, and, and, and you know, as my I guess what I would say is is that, you know, why do you need one day of a year to dress slutty when you can do it every day of the year? I mean, please, you know, dress slutty anytime you want. Well, and I mean, I mean, let's let's be realistic here. You know, given that we already have this issue with how we patrol women's bodies, why the mm-hmm. fuck is this an issue? It's like, yeah. I mean, the running joke was for the for a long time, at least it was. Uh, you know, what was the unexpected slutty costume of the year going to be? And when uh, the poop emoji first came out, my bet was that there was going to be a slutty poop. Buddy, and it was there ever a slut? Oh wow, was there I, ever a slutty poop? I feel like there are some Google searches I'm not willing to do because <laughs> I have well, two a feeling gir- two girls in a cup was popular at the same time, right? Yeah, I have a feeling that I'm going to get an answer, and it's not going to be the one I'm looking for, and I'm just going to end up <laughs> scarring my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, there's some things I don't want in my head long term, so I really just don't look at them. You know what I mean? 
Well, I mean, my search history is already trash as it is, so it's not mm -hmm. like I'm concerned about my search history so much as there's some things I really just don't want popping up again. <laughs> yeah, again and again. That's why I decoupled from Facebook, by the way, because I was tired of that stuff popping up into you, my Facebook feed, you know? You mean meta? <laughs> meta, yeah. Oh, Christ. Oh, it hurts so much. I love that. I love the fork in the road. Hey, we have an option here. Did you want to talk about Meta, Facebook, or did you want to talk about poop? Well, <laughs> I mean, let's be real honest. They're both shit, so. Right, right. But they're totally different directions, you know what I mean? So, I mean, the Facebook papers came out. How, is there anything you took away from it? There's so much that I didn't even bother looking through it. I don't. I don't. I think there's so much that there isn't even a lot of reporting on it because people are still digging through it. People are still digging through it, but I mean, it, it's it's not even like you know our worst fears have come true. It's pretty much, you know, if you're somewhat cynical, it's pretty much what you've expected. The company focused on its profits, didn't really give a shit about the people, and really, you know they knew what they were doing so right and when you say the company thought about their profits what you mean is they succumbed to government pushing uh, out like governments around the world said we won't let you into our country unless you subvert the suppression you know suppress the subversion as it were and a lot of con a lot facebook gave in to mm -hmm. government control a lot around the world with the exception of here, and in which yeah. case, you know, they pretty much just gave the government a giant middle finger and did whatever they were going to do. And, and mm -hmm. I would say you got people on the left and the right rightfully angry about the situation. I mean, for different reasons, it's, you know, they're angry at the company. They just, some of them did the math wrong, but came to the right result. <laughs> right, right. I remember Elizabeth Warren putting that false campaign ad out because... Facebook said political content gets to stay up. And so she did that. But I remember that, you know? Yeah. That whole Facebook. I just don't like Facebook overall. It's not what it used to be. It's not what I used to use it for. And they're trying to be like a news agency without the responsibility of a news agency. And I don't I just don't want to be a part of that. That's what I have Twitter for, you know? Well, and it's it's also more like what I have an internet connection for to, you know, reputable news sources, not mm. Facebook. Because the thing is, is that Facebook, you know, they refuse to filter out crap sources. And I say that as somebody who has friends on both the far left and the far right, you know, mm -hmm. it's like they're posting crap and I'm sitting there looking at it going, I, you, you're both nuts. You're both absolutely crazy. And you're both absolutely wrong. And I don't understand where you think that this is true in any version of reality, mm. but Facebook isn't going to do anything about that. And, and, you know, you do have that question around what does freedom of speech look like and in, in this country. Right. And especially when, you know, we have our stuff, you know, even our stuff gets posted in various different places, you know, at what point does it freedom of speech versus censorship versus suppression? And it's, it's a tough line for, uh, a country that has the freedom of speech enshrined in their first amendment right. that said that said <clears throat> i would say that what they view as threats of violence versus what are actually threats of violence are really messed up because facebook you know facebook uses an ai in order to determine a lot of this stuff and sure. the ai is not that good at it yet <clears throat> i say yet 
um, I mean, let's let's be real honest. You know, Fadog jumps on here; he'll have a good laugh about it. But like I said, you know, uh, with Facebook, they're like, "Oh, we're going to try and tamp down on sex trafficking." A dog puts out a post about how he's starting an OnlyFans where it's five dollar nudes and twenty five dollars not to get one. And when I asked him how many nudes I get for twenty five dollars, I get thrown in Facebook jail because it's clearly a whole joke the entire way down. But then you have people that are actually soliciting and they don't get banned. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, you know, the system doesn't understand the difference between people who are joking and actual sex trafficking or, you know, another, I got face, I got zucked again here at the beginning of the month because one of my friends posted a, some, you know, was supposed to be some, you know, inspirational quote about how, you know, you're your own barrier to your own success. And I just commented with the joke saying, yeah, I know that bastard and I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> and of course it's about me, but Facebook doesn't understand that I was making a joke about myself and they thought I was making threats of violence. And I'm like, really? It's like, sorry, we're banning you for threatening violence against yourself. Right. And I, I have a friend that I actually had a, in a Facebook account. She was an escort and she, I mean, constantly got reported and just suspended and, you know, kicked off mm -hmm. just, just for using the messenger mm -hmm. in a way. But when a man gets upset at a girl for, for not responding, she gets attacked for it. And then Facebook goes and does jack shit. It's, it's, it, yeah. Attacks her for it. You know what I mean? I just, or, you know, the guys who just send unsolicited dick pics and nothing yeah. gets done about it. Right. And I want to say that, like, I'm on Snapchat. Get Snapchat. Oh, man, Snapchat took a hit. But I get just as many unsolicited, oh, hey, by the way, here's my nude. Contact me. Oh, my messenger suddenly isn't working. I can't what you see what you're saying. Come and visit me on this link, you know? Mm -hmm. I get that. I get that stuff, too. So, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, so Apple introduced this new non-track thing in its, in its, um, abilities so when you get an app apple asks you do you want this to track you through other apps yes or no mm -hmm. and people are saying no and snapchat lost about 20 dollars a share based on that because they don't know which ads are effective any longer and i i being a member of the snapchat ownership am happy about that believe it or not mm -hmm. yeah. well and, and why 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 are you happy about that because I think they should find another way to profit without tracking me invasively like they were. If they're being upfront about it, I agree to it, then that's fine. But these people just tra tracking me more and more and sliding it into the user agreement feels kind of shady to me. <clears throat> yeah. You know, one of the things that I always thought was <clears throat> at some point I would have loved to have had a, an ad free version of the platform. Hey, five bucks a month and you don't see any ads period mm -hmm. i i would i would <clears throat> agree to that you know i mean i would have to sit down and seriously consider whether or not it's you know worth it i mean a lot of the time you know there's there's things that i do that disable tracking so like i don't get right any ads whatsoever but there are some things where it's like you know okay let's 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 objectively look at this you know what what could we do in order to have our user base be profitable? Like the ads thing is the ads thing got out of control. 
let's let's be real honest you know it was really annoying at first like you remember when facebook had the sidebar and that's where all your ads would show up that was really annoying and but it was easy to ignore but now Mm -hmm. like it's just straight in your feed and so like and and their algorithm is really fucked up at times it's like i swear once a quarter at this point what ends up happening is I end up getting a bunch of ads for things that don't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Like I got Mm -hmm. ads for, for an HIV drug. I got ads for, um, well, basically a bunch of churches. Um, I got ads for a bunch of like far right leaning conservative groups. Cause they don't know who you are. You're not doing anything trackable, right? Well, um, uh, I wouldn't say that. Um, it's just like, it's like, they're trying to appease certain groups like, Oh, Hey, oh. look, we offered, we offered up, you know, your information to a bunch of different people and they flat out blocked your ass. Right. It's like, I don't want to see that shit. I think they're fucking idiots. And then when the left stuff shows up, I do the same thing. It's like, right. It's like, these guys are fucking morons. I don't want to subscribe to your crap. There was a time when Facebook signed on like with Fox News like to during the election or something and all I got was just right-wing conspiracy nut jobs. I actually sent an email to Facebook saying, "Can you please please stop this?" <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. And I I didn't see them after that, but I I constantly see ads and I'm constantly going into my privacy and disconnecting the ad ability, but yet I constantly see ads and then I hide the ad and then I say, I don't, I'm not interested in the ad. And it just turns out like so much. And then they update and they put that section in a different new section and turn it on. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go back and search for it again and disable it. And it just seemed like more work to be on Facebook than it was necessary. You know what I mean? Oh, I hear you on that. And that's been real unfortunate because, you know, what used to be me being able to just interact with my friends became me being constantly bombarded by trying to buy shit. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I do wonder how much of this stuff actually works. Like how many people actually click on shit in order to buy certain things or subscribe to certain things or whatever, mm-hmm. because some of these things, like I have, I have talked with, you know, quite a few of my friends and they're like, I've never bought anything off of a Facebook ad, which no, makes, cause... which makes me wonder like how much of this shit's just fucking made up. <laughs> the only ads I get are for things I've already bought right and so why would yeah it doesn't make sense to me i've never used a facebook ad and that's what irritates me about it it's like hey you just bought this do you want to see a a new version no i bought that for my girlfriend i never want to see any version of that again please (laughs) you know what i mean right you know but there it is i will say though that at least some of the ads get entertaining like with wish because Wish has just got some weird shit, and then yeah. whatever, then whatever their fucking ad platform is, it's like, where in the fuck did you get this list of stuff? I kind of like the Wish app. It was one of my <clears throat> more favorite of apps. It's weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I found drug paraphernalia on there. You know what I mean? To jeans. <clears throat> to, I don't know. Don't buy their shirts. The the moisture wicking ones. Like they go by Chinese sizes. And yeah. like, and so, yeah, you can get a large shirt, but that's a small person's shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
but yeah, it was fun to see the stuff on there. And so Meta, what you're talking about with Meta is Facebook's new Umbrella Corp that's going to house the Facebook apps under one roof. And then what Mark Zuckerberg plans on being the CEO of that and giving up uh, control of Facebook? No, Facebook is just going to get merged into this. So like the idea is, is that um, I think part of it is, is about government oversight. So like the big talk about breaking up Facebook has been like, you know, it's, yeah. it's control over so many different, um, mm-hmm. so many different competitors literally buying them out that the idea is, is that if you merge it all into one company and under, you know, it's not separate divisions necessarily, then what ends up happening is, is that you don't have that same level of oversight possible because it's mm. all one company. So yeah, you're not a, you're not a news organization or whatever you're claiming to be. You're a corporation. You're right. just a mindless, bodiless corporation. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you know, you have your, your social media platform, you have your picturing platform, you have your messaging platform and they're not, technically you know divisions anymore that's just one company doing one thing and you know it's there's been a lot of companies that have tried to do that and and what i will what i'll say is is that you'll definitely see the uh monopoly laws thrown at this and we'll see how much of it sticks it'll be interesting to say the least they're looking at it at the f FTC, FTC, and Securities and Exchange Commission, like they're seriously looking at breaking Facebook up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by going through Meta, and then what they're also looking at doing is having like an online experience, a virtual reality experience called the Metaverse, which is so painful to say. Yeah. That the reality is is, is that they could very well make themselves out to be a giant uh multimedia conglomerate and and so so there so from there then they they basically give i mean i'm all in favor of giving the government a good middle finger personally but Mm -hmm. these guys are also like i don't know they're they're not they're they're pretty fucked up so agreed agreed so somebody i saw the funniest tweet and it was like uh, approximations are that 86% of the metaverse is um dark meta <laughs> dark meta that's funny that is funny and i keep seeing these facebook commercials i i want to address that because it, they seem to be basically saying facebook we're good we're trying but the government won't regulate us and i just want everybody to know that's kind of bullshit you know <laughs> right you know because yeah. Because, because it, I mean, let's, let's be real honest. It shouldn't be something that the government has to step in and do. Right. You should be sitting down and going, mm, yes, this is, this is probably not the direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. And basically there it's such bullshit. It is such yeah. bullshit. It's, it's, it's like saying I got away with it because dad didn't notice. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or and dad I'm wouldn't always- do anything about it. I'm like with gun control. What I always said to Adam was regulate yourselves before you become a big enough problem that the government regulates you. Cause you won't be happy with that, you know? And I feel the same way with this stuff. And I also feel that people have to regulate themselves a little bit on this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like thinking that you need Facebook is 
in and of itself a problem. That's all. Right. You know, I like, I'll be the first to admit that Facebook's um, messenger is one of the nicest platforms just because it does allow you to, you know, interact with people multi-platform, especially in an age where it's like, you've got people who are Apple and Android users. It's like, because everybody wants their shit to be proprietary. Nobody wants to be able to interface with each other. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like where, you know, the cell phone game is, is not quite where the console wars are right now, where the console wars are starting to wind down and people are realizing, you know, it doesn't matter if you like Xbox and, and I like Sony or you like PC, you know, it's, you know, we want people to be able to play together and have fun together and interact with each other, you know, stop, you know, the, the less division there is in the gaming world. It's like, you know, you get to focus on making your, your system, the best system out there for gaming and everybody else. And now you're just, it's, it's, it's about letting your friends play together. And you know, you're starting to finally see that where like, like that. you know, <clears throat> where Sony and Xbox are interacting with each other and, and Xbox and Nintendo are in act, are interacting with each other. And I mean, cool. and, you know, Xbox, you know, kind of, you know, X, Xbox is Microsoft. And so the, the PC realm is already kind of under Microsoft's control there. But the idea being that, you know, we're not, in, you know, we're not interested, like, the gamers aren't interested in the console wars. Everybody's going to have their reasons as to why they think the Xbox is the best or why the PlayStation is the best. And the reality is, is is that it's about the system that works for you. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like I get PCs because I'm used to working with PCs. Like I'm very familiar with them, that I know how to use them. Some people get apples because they're very familiar with working with apples and what the stuff that they do works great on Apple and yeah, get- but nobody gaming on an Apple. I mean, I've had gamers use my Apple and they hate it. <laughs> you know, gaming on an Apple is, is when you close it and then you put your PC on top of it and use that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, Apple's getting better about that. I mean, for the longest time, the issue at hand was, is that, you know, uh, Apple's architecture was way behind <clears throat> uh, PCs. But once once Apple started to embrace Intel uh, chipsets, that's that right. gap started to close. And uh, you know, once once Apple kind of figures out where they're going to sit in terms of graphics processing, I don't I don't imagine that being an issue for too much longer. To be real honest, um, cool. but I will say that when it comes to the price point, though. You can literally buy the same thing for about 45% less, but in a PC form, if you're looking for raw power. Mm, Yeah. When it comes to PC or Mac, it has to be just the accessibility. Mm -hmm. Um, PCs offer a magnifying bar, and, you know, the Apple just offers a magnifying zoom. So I can zoom my entire screen instead of trying to search with a magnifier and mm-hmm. a cursor. So for me, that's the only difference. If PCs had the single button zoom thing, scroll zoom, I'd, I'd use a PC. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I think that's just one of those things where it's like, as, as uh, these systems figure out what their users are going to need and what works best, like, mm-hmm. yeah, Windows, yeah, Windows accessibility tools have always been kind of on the, the later side of getting developed. Right. 
and hopefully they'll fix that too but at the same time it's like you know with with everything else that they're doing right now it's you know their focus is on trying to make these systems as interactive as possible right. and and really um really i think that you know like when it comes back to you know the hardware wars and and all of that fun stuff hmm. people are just tired of constant of the constant it's 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 this or that and it's like yeah why why does it have to be that way for me yeah because it was i had an xbox and a playstation and it was like where are my friends going to be which games do i have to get for which console and yeah like playing tiger woods was xbox it wasn't playstation but yeah mm -hmm. grand theft auto was playstation so inter or mortal Kombat when it was like you could fight people around the world that was mm -hmm. playstation that wasn't xbox yeah so i would love it if it was like a one game for either console, like PlayStation people fighting Xbox people. I think that would be cool. You know? I mean, there's there's definitely going to be some advantages in, in certain situations. For example, Sony is always probably going to have the RPG market cornered simply right. because a lot of RPGs get developed in Japan. And Sony is also developed in Japan. Ease of access. Oh. They're going to have more rpg games a lot of first person cool. shooters are going to be developed on xbox because a lot of first person shooters are developed in the states and the ease of access is xbox systems okay i love that so well, this is the end of cyber security month do you have any cyber security tips uh if you're asked to pay for anything in uh gift cards or You're being Bitcoin? scammed. <laughs> also, if they send you an email saying that they saw you and recorded you watching porn, mm -hmm. who cares? Yeah, who cares? Actually, my friend just his brother just got caught with that. <laughs> like, like it's like we're gonna post it. I'm like, okay, do it. <laughs> I feel sorry for the people that click on and have to watch that. Oh, I'm I'm here for it. It's like, listen, you if you if you're gonna if it's gonna send you a video that says your friends beating it to porn and you want to watch that, that's on you. Yeah, that's on you. If you really want to watch it, then have fun with but, that. But 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 realistically, like if if somebody is saying you know that we're the cops and the only way that you're going to be able to not get arrested is to pay in gift cards, you're being scammed. Oh, that's if, right. You know, don't don't click on links from people you don't know. And if you do get a link from somebody you do know and you haven't been talking about getting a link, reach mm -hmm. out to them first and say, hey, did you mean to send this to me? What what are you sending me? And if they're like, and then if they're like, oh, hey, yeah, sorry. You know, we were talking about this thing the other day and I found the link to it. Be like, oh, okay, cool. Or if it's just freaking cold and, you know, the spelling is off and there's just some wacky right. things about it. Like, you know, we're always in such a hurry to click on things. And it's like, mm, just give yourself like an extra five seconds and you'll mm -hmm. figure out real quickly what's bullshit. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I don't, I don't click on anything I don't know because I get a lot of stuff. Hey, guess what? We love your music. I don't have music. Hey, promote, promote with us. Nah, I'm not clicking on that, you know, or those, Hey, it's Kimberly. I saw you last week, you know, or even text messages that say, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Like they're acting like it's a, a wrong number, you Mm -hmm. know, like they're trying to reach somebody's sister. Hey, I had your number from a long time ago. Those are, those are scams, you know, Mm -hmm. I think maybe not. Maybe there is this girl that saw me somewhere, but guess what? I don't care. The risk isn't worth the reward, you know? Suddenly, Jason finds out that he's missed out on lifelong love because he thought it was a scam. Because right. he never actually talked to this person, but somehow they got his number. Right. It was a Craigslist connection. Oh. <laughs> so I'm go to go to uh, where is it? StopRansomware.gov. If you are worried about that, right. And now, if you want to talk about something spooky. Craig's, mm-hmm. Craigslist, man, that was some weird shit back when the yeah. personals were still allowed. Right, looking for inflated tires. <laughs> oh my god, I think one of the funniest ones that I ever saw on there was uh, when I was living in I was living in uh, Bozeman, and um, under misconnections, there was one that was like to the girl that I saw in Albertsons. At this time yesterday, you let out this disgustingly awful fart, and it's so (laughs) rank, and I just have to get your number. And I'm like, nope. Man, I I mean, takes a brave individual to shoot their shot on that one. (laughs) Hey, once you know a woman is more disgusting than you, you feel comfortable hitting on her because she knows she won't be disgusted by you. Well, so you hope anyways. <laughs> so you hope. <laughs> I love how you keep tangenting to one of these most amazing stories of the week. Um, <laughs> hold on a minute. I just want to say real quick, we started following a new hashtag and promoting a new, a new um, Twitter account. And it's welcome 
WDignity, and the hashtag is Welcome with Dignity. And their what their goal is to hyper target to get um, amnesty restored, um, dignity in in migration. They want Title Forty Two to end. We want we want the deport deportations of Haitians to stop. And I I'm always in favor of reforming the border. And these people are hyper. They're more knowledgeable than I am, and they're hyper-focused on it, and I met them through NIJC. So those are the two Twitter accounts I'm really hoping people start following because I want to spread awareness about migration, you know, and so those are two places where we can get people to start paying attention to that. And, and you know, I would also say, too, it's like people have to remember when it, when it comes to asylum seeking, it's like there are some very valid reasons out there that people, you know, are forced to flee their country and seek asylum, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just send them back and then be like, well, tough shit. It's like, <clears throat> you find out a lot of times you're sending these people back into certain death. So, yeah. you know, everybody wants to see it as not their problem. And I'm not saying that all of them have legitimate uh, amnesty, amnesty needs, you know, you still have to vet and verify. Absolutely. But you can't just toss them out either. So I have cousins, my cousins, they came from the Philippines because drugs had become a problem and the government decided that what they would do to eliminate the drugs were going to the towns, the small villages that the drugs were being distributed from and burn them to the ground and kill everybody in there. Whether you were a drug dealer or not, there was no due process. So they came from the Philippines for a better life here and brought their family here so that they didn't die. That's <clears> the <throat> stuff people are talking about. It's not like, oh, I have a hangnail and I got to go to the U.S. for treatment. Mm-hmm. That's not what. That's not what's happening here. And, and yeah, and it's not people that are just like, oh, well, I'm I'm just going to come here because I want to take somebody else's job. Look, right. My cousin, uh, my cousin's wife came here because they were migrant workers absolutely and they went back to mexico every year mm-hmm. at the end of their at the end of their shift it's just that you know my cousin happened to meet this one woman and they hit it off really well and now my cousin and my cousin's wife live here and they have a very happy family in south dakota and you know what great that's awesome you know it's it's not how it works for everybody. You know, the number of people that I know that have migrated to the United States, you know, I would, in a lot of cases, I would say are more American than most Americans. I know, you know, they truly do believe in this area being, uh, you know, this this part of the world being where dreams are made and come true because of hard work. They're not looking for easy street. <laughs> Most you know, a lot of a lot of the people that have come here and migrated here are not looking for easy street. And I do get that, you know, there's a bunch of people that are going to be pissed off if if they get let in easy. But I mean, you have to remember, getting let into this country isn't easy to begin with. Period. There is no easy. Even even the people, <clears throat> even the people who have come here, like. You look at the dreamers and their pathway to citizenship as it stands right now. That shit's going to be fucking difficult when they finally do agree on what that actually looks like. Yeah, it, it, it takes a lot to get here. It's a 2,000-mile journey for most people that live in the Americas. And the strongest try, the bravest try and the strongest succeed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And those are the kind of people that we want. But right now... 
um, they're using Title 42, which is the pandemic initiative, to turn people away because of COVID. And they're using that to prevent amnesty. Mm-hmm. And so even if a Haitian is vaccinated and can prove it, they're turning them away under this title 42. And that's, I just don't, I, like I said last week, we, we have a job people, we have people, a lack of people wanting to do jobs. So every American has the opportunity to have a job. If you don't have a job, it's because you can't get a job, but we still need these jobs filled. And the migrants that we're holding at the border are the people that fill in the gaps in places where we need people employed. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have them, then we have these gaps like this. And then your burger comes out crappy or Wendy's has a commercial. Hey, guess what? We finally have hot fries because people aren't, they're not working at the Tyson plant anymore. And white people aren't doing that. And Latinos aren't doing it because we won't let them in. Haitians, they're not here to drive trucks. So everything is falling apart because we don't have people and and i mean you look at you look at the um, amount of shortages like we're talking about how you know we can't get enough stuff unloaded from ships that are waiting out in port and we don't have enough cdl truck drivers to get shit moved around it's like you know at some point you have to look at what you're doing and go yeah we're doing this to ourselves i mean yeah who do who do who who, who do people think are doing those jobs so yeah, it's a it's a scapegoat, and you're hurting yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot to use other people as a scapegoat when they they're the always they've always been a meaningful part of the world. And and I would say that you know, and and I would say from an economic standpoint, what you're by by enforcing these policies the way that you are, and not helping people get in to either do the work, take the positions that nobody else is taking, and thus leaving all this stuff open, you're contributing to what the inflation rate looks like right now. Mm-hmm. So you kind of are fucking yourself in this realm. Right. Well, because we don't have the farm workers, it's not like they're producing less farm, right? They're not producing right. less lettuce. They're still producing the same amount of lettuce, but they have fewer people to harvest that, which means food is going, it's rotting. And that also means the cost to clean that up as well as the cost price of what is still there to use goes up because it's supply and demand. We have less lettuce to offer you now because 75% of it rotted on the vine. You know, you know we have less, we have less lettuce to offer you because, you know, you know, 10% of it, you know, rotted in the field. We have less mm-hmm. lettuce to offer you because we're short truck drivers by about 20%. We have less right. lettuce to offer you because we have grocery stores that are not able to fully stock their stuff in time. So, you know, we have less goods to offer you because they're sitting out in port. They're sitting out on a boat and we can't get the ports unloaded. And we have less stuff to offer you because when we finally get a boat into port, we don't have enough people to unload the ships fast enough. And we have less to offer you because, you know, what we are getting unloaded, we don't have enough truck drivers to get it away from the port. So at some point you have to sit down and look at this and realize it's like, it's a false sense of scarcity. It's not that right. we don't have it. We just don't have the people to get that stuff done. And so that's yeah. why you're seeing inflation work the way that it is. It's not that the stuff isn't there. It's not, you know, the only real scarcity that we're dealing with right now is a chip shortage. Mm-hmm. So, right. And that just comes down to what companies are offering. Companies 
aren't offering what they used to offer. And so people are more less likely to work somewhere where they're just going to injure themselves for something that doesn't even sustain their lifestyle. I was telling my friend about this, that, you know, companies, they used to good companies, there was good companies and bad companies, good companies used to offer you a, a wage and a chance to advance and get raises and they would offer you a 401k or a pension and they would offer you insurance and then certain people stopped paying their taxes they stopped offering insurance they stopped offering the 401ks and that's how they got their that's how they became rich was by not doing what others used to do and so the rich aren't rich the rich are just not paying what they should have paid. If they had paid what they should have paid, people would be happy to work there and they would have less money and the employees would have a little more, you know? I mean, when you look at, when you look at what viable options look like in terms of reducing, uh, like, let's say a multi-billion dollar company's capital expenses at this point, what should be happening is, is that if, if, you know, if you look at what a corporate tax rate looks like, it's like, okay, you know, your corporate tax rate is 15%. Now, if you want to reduce how much of that corporate tax rate looks like, it's like what you pay for in healthcare expenses, like for insurance, the kind of insurance you get, that's a deductible. You can deduct that off. And so what that allows, com- what that would allow companies to do or, or essentially force their hand in is, you know, they're going to spend money on the top of the line healthcare for their workers. Why? Because then they don't have to pay it in taxes. Right. <clears throat> and that's the way it used to work, right? Right. And then um or uh hey, we're gonna we're going to uh you know up your contributions into a 401k plan. We're gonna offer you great 401k diversity. Yeah, we're gonna match you. <clears throat> and and that's another way to reduce your ta- your taxable income. Yeah. And so what you're gonna see is you're gonna see a lot of you're going to, you would see a lot of companies start really investing in people rather than doing everything that they can to avoid paying taxes. Now I'm not one for corporate taxes. I'm not one for corporate taxes as it is, because here's what it's going to look like. And this is what the reality is. The reality is, is, is that there's a bunch of companies that are going to say, Oh yes, we're totally going to do the 15% corporate tax rate. And then a couple of them are going to be like, mm, nah, when everybody else does that, those companies are then going to, to move their headquarters to those countries mm-hmm. to avoid taxes. And well, so, Biden is trying to negotiate a 15% global tax rate. And I guarantee you that there will be company, there will be countries that won't do that. And so one of the things that we have to talk about in this realm is, is that if companies decide to do that and they decide to move their headquarters to these tax havens, then what the American government has to do is the next time there is a huge problem that breaks out, i.e. a housing market blow up, a dot-com burst, a pandemic. Right. And these companies are like, hey, look, we're, uh, we're struggling. We're too big to fail. No, you, you moved your place. You moved your place of business to another country. It's their job to make sure that you don't go under. It's not ours. Right. You don't get tax. You you don't get breaks for not paying taxes in this country. Period. Right. And that's what has well, to happen. I think what what happened was what you explained: investing in employees. Um, something happened where you could put your money in account and not pay 
taxes on that. Mm-hmm. So like a billionaire, he has a billion dollars. He puts that away. Mm-hmm. He earns money on that, but then he gets a loan based on that for say 40,000 to live his life for the year. And then he just pays that loan off and his billion never gets taxed. What he gets taxed on is that $40,000. And that's why they don't have to pay. That's why Donald Trump paid $780 in taxes one year, you know, mm-hmm. is because he didn't have cash on hand. It was all in assets. Mm-hmm. And so companies invest in assets and public stocks and not in employees. So, and that's, and, and so that's where, and that's where you have these issues at hand where the left and the right tend to like fight with each other is, is that the left mm-hmm. is like, Oh, you know, Elon Musk had his, you know, had his stuff increased by 36 billion. He doesn't have $36 billion cash in hand. Right. He has $36 billion in assets that he can't liquidate. And right. so the idea that you're just suddenly going to take a cut of that is just absolutely hilarious to me that you don't understand how these investment strategies work. And then at the same time, you then have the right sitting down and complaining about how, you know, people aren't willing to work for, you know, these low income jobs that don't have right. any benefits. And it's like, well, it's like you have to balance what you're willing to invest in your company and what you're willing to invest in your soft assets, aka people. Right. And yes. And because if you what, if what, you don't what, invest in your soft assets, you don't have soft assets. Kind of like if you don't invest in hard assets, you don't have hard assets. It's not that hard right. to understand. What I'm saying is Elon Musk, if he got 36 billion in one quarter, he would have had 35 point five billion if he invested in his employees you know what i mean if and it's that little bit and but if they're going to hide it how do we get it you know what i mean if they're going to if our roads are crumbling if our infrastructure is failing and these are the corporations and entities that use the roads in the worst ways with their trucks and vehicles and transportation and all that stuff why are we paying to update the rail system for corporations to use why are we paying to update bridges that come out of a FedEx facility. You know what I mean? It's these things. Like, don't they have a responsibility to to build infrastructure? Well, I mean, I would say I would say that this is where this gets tough because you're this is a which came first, the FedEx facility or the bridge? Mm-hmm. And the answer is usually the the bridge came first the bridge. and then and then FedEx decided that that was where they were going to build their ship, their their okay. their stuff. Hold on a second. Yeah, no problem. You're listening to Public Access America. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, I am a flaming pillar of fire again. That's what my costume is with a pair of boxing gloves on. The glories of having a dog is, is that your dog gets to be a, decide when it's going to behave and be a jerk. Oh, of course. I was. I came into my office. I was typing something because somebody was like, we should boycott. Tucker Carlson sponsors. And I looked up Tucker Carlson sponsors and I was so saddened by who they were that I was going to make a tweet saying, Hey, I feel pity for Tucker Carlson. But then I left and I came back and the cat was on the keyboard mm-hmm. and it looked like the cat was tweeting the Tucker Carlson. And I got a picture of it. <laughs> I mean, so you know, you, you choose when the animals do what they want to do. You know right. I mean? Right. And yeah, you know, ninety-seven percent of Tucker Carlson's sponsorship is Fox News. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The other 3% is like Tommy Copper, my pillow, things I boycott anyway. <laughs> right. Is it, like, I love the ideas of boycotting simply like mm-hmm. my personal favorite right now is all the ones where it's like, we're going to boycott Amazon for a day. Like, mm, yeah. Oh, right. okay. So you're not going to order anything today, but tomorrow it's going to be fine. Okay, cool. That sounds absolutely useless. Right. But you don't understand. They lose so many profits on today. And I'm like, no, I understand because they'll get all of those profits tomorrow plus whatever they're going to order, whatever people are going to order mm-hmm. anyway. Like people don't have that kind of a commitment unless there's like a serious wrong that's been done by the company. Uh, right. We need to be real honest about that. Your one-day boycotts are bullshit. I mean, but it's about I, solidarity. No, it's not. It's about virtue. It's about longevity. It's about consistency. And and all you're doing is virtue signaling. You're not actually committing to something. You're not actually right. saying the practices of this business are so heinous that I can no longer support it. Mm-hmm. And and until people understand that these one day boycotts are just them, you know, it's it's hashtag activism, but yes. with extra steps. <laughs> Yes. It, it, um, in today's culture, people think they're an activist because they recognize an issue. You know, that's today. That's what we do today. Look, I realize there's uh, riots in Miramar. Look, I'm a good person because I acknowledge that. That's not how it is. I stopped using northern toilet paper because I learned that the Koch brothers manufacture it. Now, I can simply go to Charmin, and that's all I did. It, I don't know if it's any skin off of their head, but it makes me feel better. I left Facebook not to push other people off of Facebook, but because I didn't feel good that the $50 a month they were earning on my data was going to things like suppressing voices in Vietnam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do that. But that's me. That's not everybody. And it takes everyone in the chain to get where we're going but hashtag activists man they really frustrate me and i'm talking to you david hogue (laughs) seriously like like this is this is one of those things where people need to actually understand that it's like you don't affect change by telling people to stage these one day things look you want to talk about you want to talk about longevity look at what's happening with the john deere strike i mean you've already had somebody that got killed on the line they don't you know don't know don't know if it was malicious or if there was a drunk driver or what yet find out eventually i suppose but the idea is is that you know when you commit to something you're committing to something until the company changes its behavior saying that you're not going to do something for one day but then you know the next day you're going to go back and you're going to buy stuff it absolutely makes no sense whatsoever all you're doing is virtual virtue signaling you're not yeah. you're not telling the company to change its behavior by you know by voting with your wallet and that's really what it is it's like chick-fil-a for me yeah i've heard plenty of people tell me that it's the best chicken sandwich you'll ever have and i'm like cool i'm not eating there yeah Rat might take, taste like filet mignon, but I'll never know. Right, and you know, there's several <laughs> other there's several other companies like that. It's like great, it's like mm-hmm. cool. It's like I'm, or you know, there's some where I'm like, yeah, I miss the food, but it's like not worth it to me because the company refuses to change its behavior, and until right. the company changes its behavior, I'm not eating there. Period. End of story. But what every company does is it tries to like duck and cover through a scandal. You know what I mean? And so one day activists 
what do they do? They just give you, they tell the end, right? We're going to boycott you Taco Bell, but just for a day, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm oh. sure every Amazon worker was like, thank God, like we got a break today. You know what I mean? So all and you did was give them a break. Do that. Do that every month. Like just one day. Don't shop at Amazon, not to boycott Amazon, but to give the employees a little bit of a break, you know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is that knowing Amazon, they would be like, okay, well, so. So technically you only work 35 hours this week so we're going to cut your yeah. benefits yay yeah it's that trickle down effect isn't it yep so. so i don't i mean i boycott things based on boycotting them but am i not going to watch a 20th century fox movie free you know what i mean like that's stupid but mm -hmm. am i going to go to the movies and watch a 20th century fox movie no never no i won't pay for that but that's me i'm not going to support fox like if you, the weird thing is, is Fox gets most of its money from being on streaming sites. So if they're on Comcast cable, Comcast pays them a percentage of the profits to be on there. You know what I mean? And the same mm -hmm. with Hulu, the same with everything else. So it doesn't matter if you boycott, um, I don't know, Tommy Copper, because Fox is getting most of its money in other ways. You know what I mean? Right. And the, what is it, the Washington Post and the New Yorker? I have a whole list of stuff that they're on. <laughs> and so um, I love this. I love it. We managed to save the topic for the second episode because it's such a weak topic. So let's wrap up with uh, this hour with the Supreme Court. Tomorrow we'll hear Orgel, Oral, Orgel, Orgel, Orgel arguments about uh, Texas abortion um, law, mm -hmm. and you can you can find those if you go to the Supreme Court website. They don't televise them, but you can hear the audio of the Oriel. We've gone from Orgels to birds. Oh man, that's that's so sad. I love it. Sometimes you have, you have to embrace that stuff, you know. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes you're just gonna completely slay the English language because your tongue's like. But you got to roll with it. You got to make it fun. So, do you have any opinion about what you what do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? <sighs> this is a tough one. You know, my hope is is that the justices will see that. You know, it does interfere with Roe versus Wade simply because what you're doing is you're punishing people for something that's not a crime and you're violating one person's civil rights, uh, the person who is, you know, in search of an abortion. And this has already been decided by the Supreme Court in the past. I really hope. I, I think that you'll see John Roberts actually side with the liberal justices, you know, what Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and um, what's her name, Barrett look at. I mean, I don't know what they're going to see or do in, in that regard, but to me, it's very clear that, um, you know, they're trying to use it as a civil procedure, but they're violating the civil rights of the person uh, by enforcing this particular thing on doctors um especially when you have a procedure that's already cleared so it's a tough one just because you're hoping that people will rely on precedent in order for this to in, in order for this to continue the way that it was 
But at the same time, too, this is an entirely different precedent. And I think that I, I, I hope that what they'll see is, is that 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 Texas is violating civil rights by doing what they're doing, period, end of story. Do so, you think we're overstating the partisanship of the court? Like, can they be fair and unbiased? Because their job is actually just to look at the law and go I mean, on precedent, right? Right. Their job is to look at the law and go on precedent. And, right. and you know, realistically, you know, what you've seen in the past is like even someone like John Roberts saying, look, we have precedent on this and that's not to be changed. Right. And that's and that's what you expect of a conservative justice. So right. my hope is is that that's what they will do. Um, you know, you can make you can make the argument uh, about at what you know we can. This is where it gets tough because yeah, yeah, when yeah. when Roe versus Wade was was enacted, at least in the seventies, the idea of what f- uh, fetal viability looked like was where we put it at now, twenty eight weeks, right. and that. You know, at that point, you know, the technology was there to, you know, save a fetus, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that it could be viable outside the womb. I think it's not there yet, but I, what I do envision is because we have come up with things like um, artificial wombs, for example, yeah. that at some point you could see the law change. Because you do have the ability to have a, a particular fetus exist outside of mother's womb and in an unnatural one and have it fully developed. The question becomes, what does that look like in terms of, you know, giving birth or anything like that? And, and I guarantee you, nobody's going to want to be the first to experiment with that one. No, no, no state will, I will say that. There might be some, there might be some individuals who would be willing to you know, undergo surrogacy in an artificial womb to see how everything develops. Absolutely. But I think that the technology is the hinder because the issue at hand was not about life itself. There was always, there was never the decision that it wasn't life. It was life. It was about viability. And I think that's the issue at hand is, is that even at six weeks, there's absolutely no viability whatsoever. It's like, if that, if that, lump of cells comes out it's still life yes but it's not viable life and that's the problem i and so until until there is more definitive data data science on what viability actually looks like until technology changes i honestly think that the case to be made is, is that they haven't changed anything in terms of viability. And that's, that really is the, the defining part of this. That's actually what the Mississippi um, case is about because Mississippi says we're changing it to 15 weeks because we believe viability is at 15 weeks. And that always scared me. That argument scares me because the, the abortion conversation was always God says it's bad. Science says it's necessary. You know what I mean? Right. And the right, the right is choice. 
we don't all believe in God the same way. So taking religion out of politics, abortion was allowed. But if you add the science of we can get this baby to grow after six weeks, then that's the argument to have. And that's what I worry about. Well, and that's, and I think that's, that's where the argument will be. Eventually I will say that the, the technology isn't quite there yet. Right. So, and, and, and I think one of the things that is going to have to, you know, because this is actually something that my kids brought up at one time was that, you know, how is it that, you know, you can get in an abortion and it's not murder, but if a pregnant woman is murdered, you can get charged with two counts of murder. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm, therein lies the rub, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, because, totally. you know, one of the things that we have to, that the left has to admit, I will say is, is that it doesn't matter what the abortion looks like. You're still aborting life, but what the right, right has to admit is, is that it's not about life. It's about viability. And at some point, yeah. and at some point, you know, you, I mean, you, we've all known women who have miscarried and miscarried earlier, miscarried late. And the idea that you're going to charge or tell someone that they murdered someone for something that's well beyond control in their own body. God knows how many, how many women, how many people I know that have miscarried through, you know, and, and they were excited and stoked about their pregnancy. Mm -hmm. What I wonder is this little baby you know, until it comes out of the womb and gets a birth certificate is still an undocumented migrant. And I don't understand why the right doesn't see the undocumented migrant crisis coming from women's uteruses as a real issue. Here we have, here we have fetuses just jumping the border and being inserted into a woman's body so that they can come out nine months later. You know what I mean? As a citizen, that's not fair. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh, trust me. They're already, they're, they're already trying to, to go that route. I've heard that discussion in the last really? 10 that was years. The most, that was the wildest way I could go in that direction. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure that you've heard people use the term anchor baby before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Somebody comes over and impregnates a woman and then gets forced back, but gets to come back because their baby's here. Yep. It's like the chain migration, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one family member comes here and then they all come here. That's what life in America is about, isn't it? So I, I as much as I appreciate you trying to find the joke, the, the sad yeah. part is, is that for some of them, it's already reality. That's so sad, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for being here and listening to Public Access America on Halloween. Wait, what are your kids going to be for Halloween? Are they going to be anything? Uh, the most terrifying thing of all, teenagers. Right, right. (laughs) Support your teenagers today. Give them a space to talk and listen, and we will talk to you. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our Place. And I don't care how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life.
Live stream time, YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, On Twitter. Twitter. What? Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Stitcher, Stitcher, Radio, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.